this thing? Yeah. And by the way, you tell Sean not to be worrying about who's hitting her. For twice. That's our jokes. What the? <laughs> Sean. Who does he think he is? Hey, he's just, look, he's just looking up. Covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad, this is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side, it's intercepted, and running into a touchdown! Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down, that's a sack! Here are the hosts of IDP Nation, Hollywood and Kyle B. Welcome back to IDP Nation. This is Kyle Bell. And we would like to welcome you to the best IDP Nation podcast on the airwaves. Hello, Kyle, my friend. How are you today? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you doing, my man? I am doing Gitto Fabulous. That is the most proper introduction we've ever had by far. I know, right? I know, yeah. right? Yeah. The changing of the guard, Kyle. That's I I wasn't expecting it. So uh yeah, it I'm all for change. So but hey, it's good to be back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's good to be back to all of our fellow listeners who enjoy our genuine banter <laughs> and expertise on the subject of IDP. Expertise, that might be a stretch. Yeah. Damn, I was trying to pump you up there, but so much for that fucking <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, well, there's that's how we got the explicit tag. There we go. We're back. <laughs> We're back. Yeah. We're back. Sorry about that technical difficulty there earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good to be back, man. We had uh, a couple weeks in between, and uh, we're back and ready to talk some football after a lot. Of, after all the stuff that's been going on with, um, off, you know, the off season's kind of slow right now. There is some important news, news and notes that we're going to talk about. More, more importantly, the Super Bowl is the biggest news right now. But um, and then with all the rookie events going on, you've been covering. Um, some of the bowls that have been going on with some pretty awesome articles. And, and then we had the senior bowl and we'll, we'll talk about that stuff later, a little later on, but you'll have pretty, to tell me more about this super bowl thing. Yeah. It's a, it's a kind of a big deal. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. You know, just uh, the, the champions of all, you know, get crowned and it's a pretty big deal. You might want to watch it Sunday coming up. Well, I would like to, but the puppy bolts on, so I'm gonna be I'm really gonna be tied up with that. Okay. Well if you get time. Yeah. Cause that's the most important thing is the puppy bolt. Yeah, I mean the puppy bowls that's a big deal. Almost I mean, as who big don't as like a, Super a bunch Bowl. of fucking cute little puppies running around playing football. <laughs> I mean, who don't love that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um if if you get time, you know, and the puppy bowl gets done. 
hop on over. Try to squeeze yeah. it in a minute or two there. You yeah. Know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, should we roll into the news and notes here now that we? Are you uh, screwing around? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. All right. Trying to news have a serious show here, and you're doing God knows what, talking about puppy bowls and bullshit. Who knows what they are? Speaking of puppies, my damn dogs in there barking like a freaking freak. Right on cue, man. Right on cue. All right, well, let's hit it. News and notes. A um, couple of hirings to talk about here. ESPN's Adam Schefter reports the Vikings are hiring Steelers linebackers coach Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. And another D.C. hiring that just came through not too long ago today was the 49ers hired Panthers interim head coach Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. So a couple of big openings get filled here on the defensive side of the football. So you have any uh, thoughts on the Brian Flores hiring in Minnesota? Oh, you want me to tell you? Yeah, you kind of froze for a second. That's all. No, I just paused. Yeah, well, not you, your internet. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of the Flores hiring? I think it's yeah. pretty good hire for them. No, I, I agree. Uh, I think it's a really, really good hire for Minnesota. That the I'm Ed loving Donis- it for like Daniel Hunter and Harrison Smith and, and some of those guys. Yeah, no, it's um, it, it's I, I think it's a great hire for Minnesota. That defense, the Ed Donatel experience didn't work out. Um, their defense struggled. Um, and Flores, yeah. Flores, um, he is an aggressive. He's an aggressive dude. He's going to blitz. He's going to play man coverage. Um, they're going to need some corner help um, more than likely here. And uh, I like it for them. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to have to keep an eye on the news around their roster and their cap situation because I believe they're up against it with the cap and they, they have some potential casualties with – I know Jordan Hicks has an out – in his two-year contract um, after his first year. I don't know what Kendrick's situation is. Uh, I think he might have something he they could, you know, save some money there. Um, I don't know, Harrison Smith as well. Like some of these veterans, um, you know, they got to make some decisions there. But um, so we got to kind of keep an eye on that. If, if those uh, – I'm kind of expecting Hicks to be, uh, you know – to be let go because he does have the out, save some money, and they have Brian Asimov waiting in the wings, who's a player I liked. Um, I don't know how you felt about Asimov, but I liked him coming out of Oklahoma, and he started to get some some extra snaps there at the end of the year. And, uh, you know, and Hicks kind of lost some run. So, and Asimov is a young guy. You know, they took him in the third round, so he's got okay capital, and he's, uh, you know, he's a linebacker with range, and, um, you know, I, I think uh, he could be a, a fun guy if he gets some uh, a nice little stash for you and a, f- a fun IDP asset if uh, he he kind of takes a little leap here year two in in this Flores system. So, um, yeah, I, I really like the hire for Minnesota. Yeah. Just got to kind of keep an eye on what they do with uh, with their personnel with their cap situation. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Steve Wilkes thing you mentioned. Um... I think this is going to be okay, but I'm really curious. You're going um, Robert Sala to 
to D'Amico Ryans and now to Steve Wilkes and not that Steve Wilkes is not a good coach. I just, I don't know that he's on those two level, Sala and Ryans. Um, just, that's just my thoughts about it. I, you know, I don't think he's going to be terribly bad or anything, but I, I just don't think he's on either one of those guys level. Um, But I do think he's. A- yeah, I, I think uh, the Wilkes is, is a solid hire for the 49ers. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryans was a hell of a defensive coordinator. Defense um, is one of the best in the league. And they have a lot of their their studs that are going to be back there. And I, I expect Wilkes to not, you know, mess with stuff as far as. To not not change things up too much as far as what they were doing, uh, you know, it, it'll probably have a lot of the same four three base looks and and um, you know utilize you know utilizes uh, his studs the, the way that they have been because they've had so much success. So I, mean, I don't see a whole lot changing schematically. I mean, just right now is my first impression. Then we'll see as he gets more into it, but you know, expect. Uh, a lot of the same. I mean, there, there's a lot of good players there with Bosa and Warner and uh, Greenlaw and Hufunga really, really stepped up. And um, yeah, I, I, I expect uh, them to keep doing what they do well and Wilkes to kind of, you know, carry that over mostly until we hear otherwise. Um, so yeah, a couple of big hirings. Right. Uh, My thing's just he doesn't come in there and get too cute, right? Right. No, yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't expect him to. I you know, to tell a lot of success, and um, they know what they do well. So, um, And right. then another, uh, another big hiring, this one is a head coach hiring. The Denver Broncos signed head coach Sean Payton to a five-year deal. They recently gave up a first and second-round pick to New Orleans to get Mr. Sean Payton. This is, uh, I mean, talk about a big – uh, a, a big move to get a coach to trade a, a first and a second. The, the second's next year, right? Yeah, the, I see. I think it was a first this year, a second next year. Yeah. And, and I need to go have... back and double check, but I think Denver is actually next year. I think it is. Yeah, I think, and I think they get like a third back or something. But yeah, and then they signed the five year deal. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Payton, Sean Payton was the hot name as far as head coaching candidates. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, so he, he he was the he was a big name as far as head coaching candidates. So, um, who was going to pay up for him? And Denver needs they needed uh, <laughs> they needed to turn things around, and hopefully, Sean Payton knows knows how to get Russell Wilson back to. Uh, uh, get back to the, to his level he was at because last year was one of the biggest drops I've ever seen, man. They can't, um, they can't be no worse than last year, can they? Can't be. Right, yeah. I mean, I think if if anybody could bring Russell back, you, you would think Sean Payton would be one of the top dudes to do it. So, You think that's too much to give up for him? It's quite a bit. I mean, if, if it works – you you're fine with it if it turns things around because boy, they were in shambles. Ugh, 
it was hard to watch uh, Russell this year. Yeah. Very hard to watch that. Um, and Peyton's considered one of the better offensive minds. So <laughs> if you just uh, simple third equals medium at best, they should be significantly better on offense. So, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett experience obviously didn't work out. So, um, Hopefully, Sean Payton can rate the ship and get Russell. Do you think that was just a case of him being way in over his head? Hackett. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, I think he's a good coordinator. He was a good was a good coordinator in Green Bay, and, and I expect him to do well. And with the Jets, I, I mean, do everybody's gonna be down on him after what happened in Denver? But I expect him to, you know, be all right. He was a good OC, but uh, right. yes, it just didn't didn't make the transition to head coach. I think it was obviously, like you said, it was just overwhelming and didn't work out. But yeah, right. um, like you said, uh, it wasn't fun to watch Denver last year. That was tough. Um, the Athletics Joseph per- Person believes Panthers linebacker Shaq Thompson could be a potential cap casualty this offseason. Person points out in his article on The Athletic that the Panthers are $9.5 million over the cap and that cutting Thompson would result in a $13.2 million in cap savings and an $11.3 million hit in dead money. So that would be a big um, a big loss to that defense. Uh, he was... Uh, you know, he's been one of the mainstays at linebacker for for Carolina since he's been there, and um, that's uh, that that has got some IDP implications, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, I don't know what their cap situation as a team is overall, but clearly, when you kind of see those numbers, uh, that kind of tells you there there's some room to be made uh now question is what are they making that room for you know they got are they looking draft and you know free agency will be the first thing right so anytime you're doing some of these cat moves or whatever the first thing you look at is what do they do in the draft uh, or in free agency because a lot of times what they do in free agency tells you what they're going to do in the draft so it's crazy to think that Carolina was actually in a playoff hunt, I guess you would say, last yeah. year. <laughs> Tells you a lot about the NFC South. <laughs> yeah, with Thompson, I, I just don't – I hate to see him go, but I got to imagine if he if they cut him, somebody would definitely latch on to him. Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, it – and, you know, Carolina's got a new regime coming in. Frank Reich um, was hired as a head coach. And then Ijiro Evero uh, hired as a D.C. He was a hot name in, in the D.C. searches. Um, so, yeah, I, if, like you said, they're uh, they're up, a little up against it with the cap. And, um, you know, if they think moving on from Thompson and saving the money there makes sense, we'll see. I mean, Frankie Luvu was a big waiver wire guy for us last year and, and uh, he, he really emerged and um, 
you know, if they let Thompson uh, go, maybe, you know, a guy like Brandon Smith gets some more run who, you know, we kind of liked coming out of Penn State or maybe they draft a guy, like you said, or maybe they make a move in free agency if they have the room to get a veteran or something. But, um, yeah, like you said, free agency. And, 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 they, and they got a big decision at quarterback. Like, what does that team do um, at, you know, one of the biggest positions, at the biggest position? Yes. The biggest position. You no, know, so, I actually um, saw something that they may run it back with Darnold this year. I saw somewhere, and I was like, "Geesh, I don't." I didn't finish the article, and I was like, "I," because I was a little busy and had to go at work. Yeah. But I was like, yeah. "Ooh, man, that's that's a tough pill to swallow if you're." That. And and I hope Darnold turns it around and gets better and does good because I was a big fan of his coming out of college, but. Yeah, I mean that's a hard sell to for Panthers right. fans if you're trying to sell them on you're going to stick with Darnold for another year. Now if you're looking at next year's draft, maybe that's you know maybe that's kind of what you're doing. But or you're putting up a smoke screen because you want to move up for one of these quarterbacks. <laughs> you know, excellent point, excellent point. Because we are in draft season. Yeah, yeah, and it's a. I, Sit the smoke screens and the bullshit and everything that's put from right now until actual draft day. Trust nothing that you hear. Really, uh, it's it's uh, it's craziness. I mean, even some of the best insiders are are fooled by some of this stuff. So, yeah, it's yeah, it's smoke screen season. So, um, yeah, Carolina's got a lot lot. Uh, a lot going on there. Like you said, the biggest position of all, they got decisions to make and they got a new co- head coach, a new defensive coordinator coming in. You know, they might have to make some cat moves here, like this potential Thompson move. But yeah, um, you know, Thompson, not a huge, um, you know, like a premier linebacker for the for us at that play IDP, but he's a constant contributor. He's a solid guy. You know, he's, uh, you know, somebody I've had a play on my, on a couple of my rosters for a couple of years and, plug him in as my LB three or whatever. And he's been solid, but um, so yeah, something to keep an eye on and see where he goes. Um, if, if the move does happen, um, here's, here's your guy right here. Bengals safety. Jesse Bates says, said he'd quote unquote, love to return to the Bengals in 2023. Bates was franchise tagged by the Bengals for the 2022 season and is once again, set to hit free agency. When will this ever end? The 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 back and forth this year, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Um, you think this is it? Talked about this for what? Yeah, we well, we've talked about this what for two years now. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the franchise tag, and then he threatened to hold out before this season, then decided to play, yeah. which was probably the correct move because we've seen what happens when you hold out Le'Veon Bell and some of those guys. Um, and then you've got – I feel like we've talked about this so many times. But then you've got Cincinnati known for not handing out huge money, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't want to pay Carson Palmer. They didn't want to pay some of their other guys over the years, right? And they let them walk. Um, they do have Daxton Hill. They do have a Tyson Anderson. Uh, I, I would think he would be one of the 
Dax Hill first makes man sense. up. Yeah, Dax Hill makes sense but the, there. But the thing that's getting me is they are going to be free agents. So you cut out there for a second. You say Von Bell. Von Bell and J.C. Bates are both yeah. free agents. So right, right. So do they try to sign one of those to pair with Dax Hill? And if that's the case, I think you probably sign Von Bell because he's more of the strong safety. Um, or do you let both of them go and insert Hill in free agency or the draft? Um, again, I don't know what their cap number is because um, I'm not a huge cap guy, but um, I've just, I, I just think the Jesse Bates thing has – has ran its course. Now him coming out saying, Hey, I'd love to stay in Cincinnati. Is that because he had a little bit of a down year and he's hoping that there'll be the one to kind of repay him, you know? Good corner. One of the best safeties in the league. Great fantasy safety, right? Um, I just think his time in Cincinnati's, is done. I could be wrong, but I think his time there's done. He'll he'll be playing somewhere else uh, in 23. Uh, he'll probably get a pretty good payday in free agency. So I'm just curious as to maybe who that team might be. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think it's probably it, this is probably it with the whole Jesse Bates Cincinnati saga. So um, I, I'll I'll be curious as well to see uh, where Bates lands. Um, good young player. And, um, yeah, I, I like Dax. Dax Hill makes a lot of sense. They invested um, good capital. I mean, first-round pick, um, a good player. Um, I, I like his uh, potential there, stepping up for that that uh, really good Bengal defense. Um, I mean, it, it's a, a young, young up-and-coming defense. I like what they got going. So um, ESPN's Marcel – Louise Jacques writes, Miami could save $13.6 million in cap space by releasing Byron Jones with a post-June 1 designation. So that, that is a significant amount of money. Um, so they could be uh, in the corner market if they do release Jones there. That's that's a big number. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I saw that earlier. Um With that, who they drafted, um, I think they look in the draft, right? Maybe even free agency. But I think with this, the success they've had with uh, Cater Kohu, um, I think maybe they go back to the draft and see what they can do there. Because um, I think they've got a little – they've got some more issues on defense than other than just corner. So, um, right. Well, they did – Yeah, and um, they did bring in Vic Fangio, so um, that that's a that's a big hire for Miami. <clears throat> so this, they, you know, they they let Josh Boyer go and uh, brought in Fangio. Fangio is a hell of a defensive coordinator. Um, so they, uh, if if they do cut Jones and save the money, he'll obviously uh, have have a plan to fill the uh, corner spot that he vacates. So. Um, 
last but certainly not least, we got some uh, retirement news here. Um, AJ Green recently announced that he will be retiring after 11 seasons. And the biggest one here, the biggest of big news as far as retirees go, retirees go, is the GOAT Tom Brady officially, officially is retiring after 23 years. Yeah, I was surprised to see that he was calling it a day. I really was. Made it short and sweet. Um, he posted that that video on Twitter and or all of his uh, socials, I suppose, and made it short and sweet and, and said, "This is it." And um, yeah, I, I thought I thought maybe one more year, but it it sounded to me it's you know it's like always going to be always oh, going to come back. He's going to come back. Seems seems like this is probably it. What do you think? Yeah, I mean. This kind of felt different than the other retirement from a year ago, right? Um, mm-hmm. Even the press conference was a little more telling than the actual um, declaration that he was retired, right? It just right. kind of yeah. felt like, eh, yeah, that, that that's it. That's yeah, yeah. Um, Surefire Hall of Famer five years from now. So you're probably looking at 23-24-25-26. You're looking at the 2027 class, first ballot. Yeah. I don't care who's on it. He's bumping them. Like you said, he's the GOAT. Um, I don't know that we'll ever see anything like that all again uh, as far as winning. and, And some of his numbers, man, are just off the charts. Now, I know he played 23 seasons, but still, you had to be good. Um, to play that long and put up those kind of numbers. Um, AJ Green, Hall of Famer, eleven seasons in the league. Oh man, uh, let me. Okay, let's look at his stats. I don't here. even know. I don't even know what his stats are. I'm just. That's a great question. Not, I but. Okay. Until you read, I'm going to say no. He's not. I don't. I don't think he makes it. Oh. I wouldn't be shocked if he did, but I, I don't think he's make, makes it. I think there's too big of a log jam, too many better players. Yeah. Okay. Um, Just my thought are, there. But. Here's the stats. 727 receptions. Okay. 10,514 yards. 70 touchdowns. How many? 70, 70. No, I mean, the yards. How many yards? 10,514. Oh, okay. Well, more than I thought. Yeah. Okay. I, d- I don't know where this all ranks them all time. I'm sure it's, you know, up there. Um, right. So he's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Pro Bowls, two. All pro second teams, second team all pros. Um, yeah, so seven Pro Bowls, two second team all pros, and yeah, I, I don't know. Um, gosh, I, I'd have make, to, I mean, I, I mean, those are good numbers, and 11 years, some of, yeah. yeah. Some of those numbers were, um, and his days in Cincinnati were just. Elite, right? You probably stack them up against anybody. He's the torched Ravens. Don't think he's a hollow. Uh, yeah. 
I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I think he falls short. Um, I think he winds up in Cincinnati's Hall of Fame, you know, the Bengals Hall of Fame oh, or Ring of Honor or whatever. Yeah, easily yeah. there. But for NFL, I think he I think he falls short. That's just my opinion. Yeah, it's it's tough too when you get like a little bit of recency bias behind it because you know this year he didn't do much. Last year was okay. Um, you know, and but like his last few years here weren't and then he missed 2019 when he was injured and um, wasn't, you know, didn't quite cap it off like he had hoped in Arizona. He had the decent first year in Arizona, but this year wasn't very good. But um, yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm not sure. I, I didn't really put too much thought into it, but uh, I, I guess I would probably agree with you. Um, I, it being me seeing where this stacks up with, with the other guys, you know, it's always kind of a, a good median to see where he where he lands. I mean, he had some really big years in Cincinnati, though. He was just just a real damn good right off the bat, you know. <clears throat> but uh, hell of a player. But hey, that that uh, that Hall of Fame class is is certainly got two really really good ones for sure with JJ Watt and Tom Brady. And who the hell knows? Maybe yeah, Aaron Rodgers. And they, maybe, maybe Aaron Rodgers joins him too. Who knows? We, as we wait and see what he does in his dark. Very room. possible. Wherever he's doing his his escape from reality in a dark room thing. Uh yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> I did see that and I'm like, okay, dude. You know, it's nothing to set in a dark room. I do it all the time. <laughs> so apparently there's, you know, maybe a little more assistance going on there i don't know but um what a what a class yeah. jj what and tom brady right off the bat yeah i mean you're yeah. that's two spots that you're automatically away from and i don't think anybody would argue with either one of those you've got oh no way no way the best passer of all time and then you've got the best pass rusher probably of this era I would think, or close to it. Oh, he's one of them, yeah. Yeah, he's one of them. So, um, yeah, I think both of them are definitely first ballots. Get in. So, kudos to them. Going to miss seeing them play. Um, yep. yep. Huge Brady fan myself. I was hoping he would be in, just kick, keep kicking people's ass, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's the one opponent that he couldn't beat was Father Time, right? Right, and he right. gave it one hell of a run. Oh, um, he just, he gave it a, a better run than everyone else. Yeah, and and, and maybe you, you see players hang around so long or too long, right? Yeah, and their last few years are not what they were. I don't think you can say down. NFL record in, uh, I think it was completions and attempts. Um, the yards was there. Uh, the, the touchdowns weren't quite there, but um, man. And then you look at his career numbers, they're just off the freaking charts. So, um, you know, I'm a huge Montana fan, and I think he's, I think until Brady come along, Montana was probably the greatest. In my opinion, you know that shit. But um, man, I, th I think Brady uh, took it to another level, and 
um, it's going to be weird not seeing him play football. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's a good point. It really is going to be weird. Yeah. Now he's, you know, his resume speaks for itself, and he—it's unbelievable. He played as long as he did at at the level he did. Um, it's uh, one hell of a career. I'll definitely enjoy watching him and JJ Watt going um, in five years, like he said. So that's all I got for news and notes, man. Yep. That's good stuff, man. Um, before we move on to. Uh... Our main event here, we want to thank MyFantasyLeague.com for sponsoring all of our listener leagues. Um, and I believe my, our buddy uh, Brock mentioned uh, in some of our group chats um, of his leagues, I think the turnover, the season turnover is in a weeks. And all leagues are going to start their 2023 clock. They reset. Um, again, thank them for being a sponsor of all of our listener leagues um you know our two idp nation listener leagues our daily idp ground listener league so we thank them for that um we want to thank uh at trophysmack.com uh for being a sponsor too um once again they have sent uh championship rings me to hand out winners um I have those. I'm waiting on a couple things to come in to put with that uh, to make a little package for our winners. Um, but yeah, those rings are nice, heavy rings, good quality rings. Uh, yes, they they've are. got, they're so good. Uh, they've got belts, or uh, they've got plaques, trophies, rings, belts. Those belts are freaking amazing. Yes, they um, are. Just so amazing. Uh, and you can get this stuff engraved and Pass it around like we do. Um, we're getting the rings for our listener leagues each year. Whoever wins, we hand those out. So um, just a little something to show our appreciation for being a listener, a follower of our podcast, playing in one of our listener leagues. Um, you know, it's uh, so much fun. Um, and then we want to thank uh, Action 24-7 Sports, a local, locally owned gambling site for Tennesseans by Tennesseans. Um, they've got, um, you know, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, NASCAR started up, Formula One, you got ping pong, darts, uh, you know, they cover triple A baseball. I'm sure they're going to do stuff for USFL and, and stuff like that. They do the CFL. Um, like I said, they've got all the good odds. So go check them out. Um, use the promo code Hollywood 100. Um, and get a bonus when you deposit four hundred up to four hundred. They'll whatever you deposit. So if you put four, they're going to give you four. That's eight hundred bucks. Um, nice, clean, easy to use site. Um, you can find the Trophy Smack and link to get a discount to the, all their stuff on our uh, our uh, Twitter uh, on my Twitter page. If I could talk, and on our um, webpage idpnation.com got some articles out over there which is going to lead us into our main event here in a minute but um, uh, that we've put out and stuff uh, so go check those check those out out of there I can't talk all of a sudden I don't know what happened to me hey you'll get it buddy I got faith in you well thanks Kyle that's so sweet of you hey man 
friends are for. I don't care what dude says about you. You're really you're just, hey, you're just a cool guy. I appreciate that. I think you did a great job. Ah, uh, thank you. <laughs> so next, our main couple things here. It's playoff season. Um, we've kind of missed a week or two here, but that's okay. Um, the Super Bowl is just days away. Six days, five days, whatever it is. Yep. And we have the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Jalen Hurts versus Mahomes. Fletcher, you got the Kelcheroni brothers going at each other. Mm. Um, Andy Reid going back or facing his old team. Um, so many storylines, right? Um, yeah, lots of them. I want to hear who your winner is. Because for me, I think it's easy. I, I think this is an easy one. Um, <laughs> so I got to go first? I don't think we're going to tell me who you got. Do you want me to go first? Okay. Um, oh, yeah. You're going first. Okay. You wrote this show sheet. You're up, buddy. All right, I am going to, <clears throat> I'm going to pick the Eagles. Um, I, I kind of had a tough time just because uh, I, I got a tough time picking against Patrick Mahomes because I do think he is so damn good. But I'm going to take the Eagles on a close one. Um, I just think, um, you know, I think Mahomes' ankle will be better. How good really is it? You know, he obviously still won't be 100%, but, you know, he he got it done against Cincinnati in a, a really good game. Uh, he got it done at the end when they needed it. Uh, but I, I like this Eagles defense. Um, you know, Hassan Raddick was just a straight problem for the 49ers. Um, him and Josh Sweat um, are a nice pair. And then you got the interior guys with, uh, you know, Fletcher Cox and Hargrave. Uh, that, that Philly front's tough. Um and you got big play Slay and, and CJ Gardner Johnson, and they got some nice guys on the back end. Um, so I just think overall Philly's just got too many. They got they got more advantages than than Kansas City. I, I do like both defenses. I, I I I mean Chris Jones was just a complete animal um, against Cincinnati. He, he was too much to handle. I think that could be the case again here. Uh, but I like I said, I think Philadelphia is going to. Gonna, it, Mahomes is gonna have to get the ball out quick. I think, um, you know, I, th I think Philadelphia is obviously gonna. Um, uh, Jonathan Gannon's a good defensive coordinator. He's gonna. You got to stop Kelsey, so they're gonna have a couple weeks here to plan for Kelsey. Um, the other wide receivers on on Kansas City, it's just like, what are you gonna get out of him? Tony is a playmaker, but he gets hurt. And what is Juju gonna be? You know, what is he gonna? How is he gonna be? And you know. So I just think Mahomes gonna have to get it all quick. Is Marquez Valdez Scantling gonna put on a show like he did again? He came up huge for him. I've seen MVS play plenty when I, you know, when he was in Green Bay. I never seen games like that out of him. Can he do it again? Maybe I don't know. But um, you look at the other side of the ball, the offensive side for Philly. They got Jalen Hurts. They got a good rushing game with Miles Sanders and company. Then they got AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. They're both just young electric wide receivers. Goddard. Um, 
really good tight end, um, solid O line. Um, Jalen Hurts can can hurt you through the air. He can run it. Um, they can grind it out. Not that Kansas City can't grind it out because with Pacheco and McKinnon, they're they're solid. I just I, I see too many advantages for Philly for me not to take them. I have a tough time picking against Mahomes, but I am going to go with Philly in a close one, like like 27, 24, 20, 24, 20 maybe. Something like that. Wow. You know, we did not talk about this at all before the show. No. Didn't even put it in the notes who we had. No. Didn't even put it in the notes. And pick exactly who I First of all, like you said, going to be hard to beat. Kermit, I mean Patrick Mahomes uh, in Kansas City, right? Sorry, Brock. Sorry, Brock, if you're listening. Um, but seriously, I, I think it's going to be hard to beat him. It is. Um, I do. I do think his ankle or whatever it is is going to be. These two weeks, he's probably healed up a lot. I imagine they've probably done anything and everything they can to get him percent as possible. Um, and I think that's going to be good enough. I mean, if he could play like he played two weeks ago, as, as hurt as he was, and still win, yeah, um, it kind of shows you the toughness and stuff he has. So, um, I just think offensively, I think Philadelphia's got him a little bit, right? I mean, even if you push at Hurts for even if you get a slight advantage, um, I think it's the receivers that gets it for me. AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, uh, you know, I think those two are better than whatever Kansas City's running out there. Uh, tight ends naturally going to give it to Kelchi, uh, Kelchi Roney, but um, Philadelphia's tight end, um, Dallas Goddard is no slouch either, right? Right, no, he's um, a good player. To Kansas City running backs, I think you, I think it's kind of a push because you never know what you're going to get with some of these guys. Um, and then you look at defensively, I think maybe this is where the game is actually decided. Um, I like Philadelphia's front better than I like what Kansas City has. Um, you talked about Chris Jones going off uh, a couple he's of weeks such ago, a beast. yeah, he's such he a beast. is, but I think that's an aberration. Um, you know, coming into that game, he done a lot right uh and he even said it hey i need to step up here and he comes out and has and has one hell of a game but now i need to see that repeat right i need to see that happen again well he he had been doing it all season i mean he had a monster year it's just in the playoffs he hadn't gotten home he had created plenty of plenty of disruption he just hadn't gotten home for a sack and then he got that you know but i think it's gonna be the hassan ready you know well over this um especially with that defensive line now yeah, i will right, say yeah. philadelphia's secondary is a little suspect on the back end a little bit i could see that but um i think this is going to be a good game i think it's going to be close like you said um especially first half and we see we see crazy shit in in super bowls oh, all yeah. the time so 
I, I could even see with it being some, some kind of defensive touchdown or maybe even a special teams touchdown, right? I could see yeah, some kind know. of play like that in the first half. Um, never know. Crazy shit happens. But I think yeah. in the second half, these yeah, these teams kind of get it together in the second half. But I think Philadelphia is just – they've got too much. They kind of feel like – it's their year, right? The team of destiny, whatever. Um, I go. I'm going to go Philadelphia. Twenty nine. Kansas City twenty six. I, I think a field goal gets it, um, and I and I'll go one further. I think Philadelphia is trailing. And they get a touchdown late. So I think it's 26 22, and they get a touchdown late to win this thing. Oh, all right. So we're, we're, uh, we didn't even talk about it before the show. And we're, uh, in the same train of thought. So I, I'm excited. I think it's yeah, gonna be a good game. game. I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch. Yep. Um, You, you made this show sheet. I'm going to let you run with it. Okay. I thought you cut out for a sec. All right. Yep. So here we go. Um, and and so before we go any further. Jesus, because I've seen him freeze a few times and I seem to be cutting out. So our apologies if uh, if we're cutting out or you can't hear anything. So um, just want to get that out there. Yeah, no, this is, um, we're, we're both kind of having internet issues here. So I, we apologize if this is painful to listen to when it airs <laughs> because it's, we're not having great luck with our internet. Um, but yeah, so that was our, we're, we're going to continue on here with the main event and power through, I guess. Um, so yeah, we want our Super Bowl picks now. Um, Hollywood's been busy writing out some killer articles with all the uh, um, pre draft process, the college bowl games and stuff going on right now. Um, so I just thought uh, it'd be a good time to uh, tell us what you've been writing about Hollywood. You highlighted the Hula Bowl, the Collegiate Bowl, and you've been doing a lot of IDP Debbie stuff. So um, why don't you go ahead and tell the people what you've been writing about? Yeah, um, like I said, the, the the Hula Bowl and the uh, Collegiate Bowl were the first two bowls of this All Star season. You know, the East West Shrine Game is completed. The senior bowl's completed. Um, I'm going to dig into those probably tomorrow and Thursday and do some write-ups on them. And then, you know, I have been doing some IDP Devi stuff. If you go check out our Patreon, that's really where most of that stuff goes. But uh, uh, all kinds of good stuff over there. Go check it out. It ain't just Devi stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. put out over there so um i don't know if you got to watch either of these games kyle the hula bowl um no i haven't that's uh i i haven't been able to watch either of them so i got to read your articles though so yeah well i've sat down and watched them this past weekend and, and wrote up some stuff five idp standouts from each one and um some players that i thought would make impact uh, did 
I'm going to have to go back and look at. Um, if you look like if you look at the Hula Bowl, um, Jordan Ferguson, defensive end from um, MTSU, Middle Tennessee State University. Um, man, he was all over the place. Just he actually won defensive player of the game uh, for that game. Uh, nice. I had a good practice all week. Um, he's making sacks, making TFLs. Um, really made a name for himself with scouts. Hadn't seen him, but to the scouts that did see him, right? Because MTSU, that's not one of the premier conferences, uh, competition-wise. Yep. But, yeah, small school, but, man, he's a he's a big-time player, legit. Uh, definitely a name you're going to want to keep an eye on. Um, just, just so many on here. You've got uh, Avery Young, a safety from Rutgers. Um, honestly, I had no clue who he was. No clue. Uh, um, just a six tackles, five solos, a TFL, two pass breakups. Had some monster hits in the run game uh, coming down from that safety spot. So he's definitely somebody I'm going to go back and look at. Um, played so good. Um, and like I said, Ferguson a minute ago, five tackles, three solos, two and a half TFLs, a sack, and a forced fumble. Easy to see why he was a defensive MVP. Um, then you've got back four solos, a fumble recovery. He picked up and returned for 39 yards. Um, DJ Coleman, who played for Jacksonville State, and I forget who he transferred to, but five tackles, one and a half for a loss, one and a half sacks, a forced fumble. Um, and then Justin Ford from Montana. Talk about small school, Division Two, yeah. right? The Montana Grizzly. It was clear, clear that the I team they wanted to test him right out the gate, very first play. They're testing him deep on a post route, and he gets the PBU. Um, he ended up finishing the game with three PBUs, and that was it. That was his stat line: three PBUs. Wow. But he played some excellent tight coverage. Uh, at times was kind of eliminating parts of the field, you know, because he just played so yeah. well. Um, and I know kind of dime a dozen, Johnny and all that. But, you know, I think we've seen the Ahmad Gardeners, the Tariq Woolens, uh, you know, people like that. I think there's corners, if you look at it right, there's corners that you should be playing every week. Uh, Emerson for the Browns, uh, a rookie last year. Uh, we talked about Cater Kohu for the Dolphins was another rookie that was worth drafting. Yeah, yep. so I think those players, there, there's corners worth basis. So I thought that was uh, the, the five big ones that stood out there. And I've got some offense. Maybe we'll uh, – Maybe we'll look at some of that on uh, the Patreon here a little bit. Um, for the Collegiate Bowl, this was a this was a little weird game for me. Um, it just uh, the team with the big plays was not the team that won. <laughs> no, I didn't get to watch it, so that's interesting. Sounds um, nineteen seventeen, right? Uh, over the national team, but the national team 
it seemed like they were routinely getting combo plays. And when I mean combo plays, there was a turnover caused and another player getting it or, yeah. you know, just two players in the same thing. So, um, and a couple of those players were standouts for me. Um, one of them was Krishan Merriweather. Back and he flashed the entire game, um, which was crazy to me. Um, you know, early in the game, uh, linebacker Micah Bakersville, LSU, shot into the backfield, disrupt, you know, disruption in the backfield, and Merriweather's there to clean it up, right, gets the TFL. Um, you come on back a little later, um, and you've got safety Jason Taylor the second from – had a pretty good game. And Pursuit chases down the uh, – punches the ball out after a long pass. It was completed, and he chased him down, punched it out. Merriweather's there, recovers it. Returns at 15 yards. Um, and then later in the game, um, again, he, he had three of these big splash plays. Um, but this time, instead of being on the back end of it, he was on the front end, right? So um, he was all over the field. He caused the phone corner. His teammate, Amir Speed, um, he just had a terrific game. Um and somebody, you know, he's one of the nation's leading tacklers. So, going to have to go back and look at him. And he held his own. Four tackles, three solos, a tackle, or TFA on a fumble recovery. Um, for the American team, Scott Matlock, Boise State. Defensive end, going to be able to play some defensive tackle. And he was a monster. Three tackles. Solos. One, those numbers didn't do him justice on the impact that he had on that game. He was routinely um, getting pressures, changing running lanes, forcing the quarterback out of the pocket. So um, huge draft bump for him. Teams are going to go back and look at him. Um, another one is outside linebacker Thomas Rush. And I wrote about it in the article a little bit. You know, him. One and a half sack. I think he had eight and a half on his career for Minnesota, the Gophers. Um, but they decided to use him in a in a pure pass rush role. He had three tackles, two solos, a TFL, two sacks. Uh, one of them was for a near safety early in the uh, like first series. Um, so it's interesting what they saw in him that maybe he wasn't getting done in Minnesota. Uh, clearly, the the coaching. The coaches and the team saw something to exploit with his skill set. Uh, so he's somebody I'm going to look back at. Zaire Barnes, a Mac linebacker for Western Michigan, six tackles, five solos, an interception to PBU. The interception set up a huge play uh, late in the game to put them ahead. Now they still didn't win, uh, but that was a go ahead there. Um, And yeah, that was some of the some of the standouts. Uh, really good games. Uh, can't wait to get to watch the uh, East Junior Bowl. Um, just being able to sit down and kind of critique, and you know, go. If you're like me, I can't watch a game 
normally anymore. I'm always rewinding, fast forward, and <laughs> yeah, I'll do it four or five times because I'm <laughs> this player, and then yep. I'm like, oh shit, where did I didn't see this? Now I've got to go yep. back and rewind and watch this. So it yep. usually takes me a while to watch a game, but I'm better prepared doing that to give y'all advice and write these articles and shit. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think out of those two games, the two you want is Jordan Ferguson, the defensive end from MTSU, Scott Matlock, uh, defensive tackle. I'm going to say defensive line, D tackle, D end for uh, Boise State. Those two made a lot of money uh, in these two weeks. I was just going to ask you your, your, your biggest two from each game and that, that, that's perfect. Um, yeah, it sounds it sounds like uh, the kid from Boise State there, Matt Lock, like you said, he he's a versatile guy across the line. Play inside, kick outside, probably. Yeah. Uh, which yeah, I mean, is nice. He played a little bit of everything for Boise State, so yeah. Yeah, it, which is big with all the different fronts in the NFL now in in different packages. So that's um, very very cool. Um, no, that, that's awesome stuff, and uh, I didn't get the chance to watch watch those games and. Um, uh, you killed it with the articles, man. It, it's some names to keep an eye on and uh, head on over to idpnation.com and check it out. Um, excellent articles. And, um, uh, you know, like you said, some, some guys to watch as we go here that, that uh, garnered themselves some buzz. So um, really good stuff, buddy. Um, so I, I, um, I didn't get to watch the senior bowl yet. I'm going to do the same as you and go back and watch it. Uh, I was gone Saturday during the day, but I ha- was following along um, with all the practices, the practice stuff going on and all the, all the, uh, the buzz going on, you know, as you know, with the senior bowl, the, 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 the week of practice is basically bigger than the game because that's where all the one-on-one drills happen. And they put these guys in positions to show whether there's things they can do and can't do. And like you said, with the, the kid from Minnesota, the, the rush, the, the kid they tried at, at as a pass rush guy, put them in a different role. They do that with defense alignment and offense alignment. And um, you know, the, the practice week's huge for these guys to, to help their draft stock. Um, so I, I love hearing all the reports on both sides of the ball and who's, who's looking good and who's not and who, who's playing where trying different stuff out. It's always awesome. Um, so I, yeah, I just kind of highlighted some, some IDP guys we've maybe talked about. I know a few we have and, and that fared well this week. So I figured we'd hit on that a little bit. Um, first is a guy I know we talked about either last episode or on the Patreon, and that is Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati. I know you're a fan, Hollywood, and I know I'm a fan. Um, Pace uh, had a monster year, transferred to Cincinnati. He had a big year his last year at Miami of Ohio and then transferred to Cincinnati. He had a, a huge year this year. Um, and Pace had a great practice week. Uh, I saw plenty of clips and there was some just some fantastic reps when he was blitzing and they were trying to and running backs were trying to pick him up in protection and one-on-one drills. And he was just he's so explosive and shifty. He's just burning right by him. Um it's really, really awesome reps there. And and among others. Um but Pace ended up earning defensive MVP honors during the game. Uh he had a game high 10 tackles, and um he was also named the national team's practice player of the week by his peers. So um Pace definitely uh helped himself big time this week. I can't wait to go back and watch the senior bowl and watch his performance. I heard so many good things, you know, like you mentioned player of the week and and player of the game. And, but it was just all the little tidbits and videos. And 
I think he's he may be one of the fastest fastest rising names IDP wise in the NFL draft. Uh, I think he's right. yeah. We do at the combine and pro day. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him sneak in the back end of the first round. I really wouldn't. Yeah, the, I've, the big I've not seen that mocked anywhere or anything, but. Yeah, the biggest problem he's just on that trajectory, right? Right. No, he he's rising. The biggest thing with the biggest knock on pace is is size. He's, he only measured in at five foot ten, and he doesn't have length. So you know, it, it, he's not going to be a fit for everybody, probably. But right. Um, the dude is uh, he's just excellent, man. Uh, just an aggressive linebacker plays downhill. He's just and a he, football player. He's a playmaker. He is man. He is. He's got great blitz timing, and he's an, he is fantastic behind the line of scrimmage, man. He's just he's he's uh, shifty. He's crafty. He's explosive. Uh, he's a playmaker. Um, yeah, it's just his size is the big knock on him because he's he's got a, that compact build. Um, but I, I like him. He's he's a player, like you said. He, he's he's a football player, man. He is. It's pretty obvious when you watch him. The dude just knows how to play. Um, so yeah, he had a great week, and he, like you said, he's he's gonna. I think he's gonna run well, test well, when the combine gets here, and um, he's gonna continue to rise. Um, JL Skinner, safety from Boise State, uh, was voted as the national team's defensive specialist of the week. Uh, Skinner, unfortunately, I uh, had to miss the game to attend to a family matter. But uh, Skinner, you know, coming out of Boise State, smaller school, but Skinner's a guy who's been making some noise. Uh, he's a big. Safeties like six four two eighteen or something. Um, he had a really nice year at Boise State, and um, one of my favorite safety prospects. Um, are you a Skinner fan? Oh yeah, absolutely love Skinner. Yeah. Um, yeah. We talked about him on the Dayton podcast, me and uh, Brock and Justice. Um, and surprisingly enough, I made a tweet the other day about you know, seeing big boards and mock drafts. And uh, he's not a name that I've seen. Look at some here real quick. Um, just, and I, and maybe it's something I need to go back and look at um, because he doesn't seem to have, The hype, right? Uh, but for me, I think he's one of the top. I think he's easily one of the top 20 defensive players in the country. And people are going to know they're going to look at that and they're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? You're you're crazy. Uh, oh, here it is. So I'm, and this is some well-respected um, people in the industry. Uh, I'm not going to call out the names, but some big names here. Um, and I've had him at 53, and this is their big board, not their draft, but their big board. So 53, 28, 78, unranked, 78, 48, unranked. So for me, I've, I, like I said, I think he's easily in the top 25 uh, defensive players. He's a big guy, can play down in the box for you. And with that size, he's not just limited to that, right? I think he you saw he could drop in coverage mm -hmm. uh, and hold up pretty well. Um, and maybe this is one of – you know, I have a couple of these guys every year that 
this is my guy that I stick with. I'm higher than anybody on. And I think possibly, you know, until I do right now, he's, he's one of those guys. I think he's one of the top 25 defenders. Um, I think he's easily going in the top 50, which puts him in the first round and a half, two rounds. Um, he's that type of player. Um, I'm kind of shocked to see some of the bigger names are a little lower on him than I am. Yeah. Um, I, I like Skinner as well. Uh, he's a, he's a really good player. Um, big, long safety. And he's, you know, it, for IDP, he uh, profiles um, as a, as a box guy, um, you know, as a safety, I can come up and play in the box. So you obviously like that as well. So um, that, um, that that's definitely a plus for us for the game we play. Right. I don't know if Kyle cut out or what's that? I don't hear you. Um, you hear me? My my laptop just about died. Um, my back. Nope, there you are. There you are. Sorry. Yep, you're back. You're good. All right. You're fine. Another technical issue. Uh, Yeah, so the next guy that uh, had a really good week, and it's a guy I'm a fan of, and that is edge rusher Will McDonald out of Iowa State. Uh, McDonald was a handful off the edge all week. Um, His speed, athleticism, and that – his his spin move is is, – it's really something, man. It's tough to handle. Uh, he put that on display this week in, in, in all the one-on-one drills and different drills they were doing. And um, he definitely is a player on the rise after a good week in Mobile. So, um, yeah, I, mean, I think McDonald's, you know, putting himself in that top 50 range, um, you know, maybe pushing for a back-end first-round selection. He's He's got that long athletic build, um, and he's, he's got speed and bend off the edge and, and that wicked spin move like I talked about. And he had a really it, – it, as far as the edge rusher group, he was a name I constantly saw um, I'm popping up with clips and, and who had a big day and who was tough to block. And, um, yeah, I, Will McDonald, he had a good career at Iowa State, and he just seems to keep building momentum here in the, in the pre-draft process. Yeah. I'm surprised to kind of hear you talk about him um, because I feel like you're kind of in line with some of the industry numbers. Um, you know, just a quick 30, 44, 20, that's some of his big board positioning. And kind of like Skinner, I've got, he's in my top 25 easily. Um, and it's almost like he was so good for so long at Iowa State that it hurt him, right? And what do I mean by that? Well, he played for five years, right? Uh, Played 44, 45. He played 48 career games, had 40 and a half TFLs, 34 sacks. Um, PBUs, I think he's easily one of the best pass rushers in this class. Um, yeah, and people are going to think I'm crazy, and it's and it's going to sound this way, but I'm going to use a player that's most people have in the top ten. Some even pushing the top five. Miles Murphy. The gap between Miles Murphy and Will McDonald 
is not as um, I think Will McDonald is going to be a legit pass rush force. He's played defensive end. He's even played some of that outside linebacker stuff uh, or positioning. I love him. I, when people say, well, he's got a lot of mileage and he's so old and well, I see that as experience. He knows what he's doing, right? He, mm-hmm. He's honing his craft. I think he's going to be one of the more because of that experience. Because I think some of these guys are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to have to learn. And and he is too, but I think with his experience, he's kind of seen a bit more. Um, you know, I, I think that's way too low. I think – with Skinner, I think he's easily one of the top 25 defenders, which I think puts him, I, I would say, second round. And like you said, maybe sneaks into the – I think he's a first-round talent, uh, maybe not a top 20 talent, but I think he's, you know, 20 to 32 talent. I think he definitely fits there. And if you can get him after that, then I think you're getting a good value. Yeah, no, McDonald's, uh, he's a hell of a player. He's just uh, – one of the things yeah. is he's you know he's only 240, so he's a little lighter than they'd like. And, um, I mean, that's the difference when you were talking. I like Miles Murphy as well. Um, yeah, but he's 6'4". You're talking about but, him being 240, but 6'4", can play as an outside linebacker. So, yeah. Well, like the, like the big difference is Miles Murphy's 6'5", 6'6", 270, and he's explosive as hell. So, it's just – you know that's that's one of the big differences is size wise, but I think McDonald's a hell of a player. I guess, and I guess it kind of depends on how you, what kind of scheme you're running too. Exactly, right? exactly. You no, know, what are you looking for? Three, if you're running a four three, then you're you want to go with Kyle. You want the Miles Murphy. If you're looking at a three four, and more at a Will McDonald. Not that he can't play four three. Right. Um, no. Yeah. For sure. I just think he I think he's one of the really he's one of the truly more underrated prospects in this class. And I hope he gets in the senior day and I hope he gets in the Pro Bowl or uh, not Pro Bowl, but Pro Day and just absolutely freaking balls out and shows some people because he's one of my favorites of this class. No, I, I agree. And he's been doing that. And I think he's going to continue because uh, this. I think this edge class is really good. And I was excited to hear how a lot of these guys that went down there did. And Will McDonald, you know, he had you had McDonald, you had Isaiah Foskey, you had Derek Hall. There was a lot of a lot of good edge rushers going down there. And Will McDonald's a name that just kept coming up. Some other guys, you know, had their days wow. too, but McDonald consistently made a name for himself down there. And um, I, I like this tape. I like this tape too. Um, I I think uh, it's all lining up, and I'm I'm uh, I'm really liking. Will McDonald here uh, through, through the process. Uh, another player, a linebacker that uh, constantly got some good buzz throughout throughout the practice weekend. It was Deion Henley out of Washington State. Uh, Henley is an athletic linebacker. He's a former wide yeah. receiver. Uh, he started off as a wide receiver at Nevada, transitional linebacker, and then he transferred to Washington State for his last year. Um, and he was constantly uh, praised throughout the week for his ability to hold up in coverage during practices. Um, you guys, he did, he looked good. He covered the field well. And um, Henley seems like an, a, a guy that one of the linebackers that really made a name for himself down there in Mobile. Yeah. So the, that line, he's somebody personally, I'm going to have to go back and look at, right. Um, 
but he's a name that kept popping up. Yeah. Popped up a few times, you know, 67 and 28. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a drastic big board drop. Um, Yeah. And some of these big boards, maybe they were earlier and they're not really truly reflective of the current state, but um, from the highlights and what I heard, he played really well at the senior ball itself. And I think scouts are going to kind of be like me. They're going to go back and take a closer look and see what he's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I've watched quite a few of these linebackers. I watched quite a bit of Henley. I'm going to go back and watch it some more because he definitely uh, turned some heads down there in Mobile. Um, athletically, it was obvious on tape. He, you know, he's a former wide receiver. He's got he's a rangy guy. He can cover ground. Um, the one thing with Henley is I just uh, one of my big takeaways was I don't know that he's ready to consistently hold up in the box as a as a stacked up linebacker you know uh, i it just it was a lot of ups and downs but he's a position convert so i get it but um you know that's that's the thing is is you want him to be able to hold up playing stacked up and being able to hang in the box and get tackles for us consistently because if he gets washed out um you know it's it's not good but um you know athletically he checks the boxes and um just hearing him hearing the people rave about his ability to hold up a coverage in drills throughout the week uh is really impressive because it is tough to play those to hold up in those one-on-one drills and it sounded like he he was uh real fluid and uh and really really turned some heads there and that's big because um if you can hold up in coverage that you know that's your key to a three down roll, which we covet in uh, IDP for linebackers. So Henley's a guy that I, I definitely uh, I moved him up a couple spots in my ranks, um, and I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back and, and watch some more. Um, you know, I just the the one takeaway I had from from his tape was there was a lot of ups and downs, and, and that kind of comes with guys that are switching positions. But um, I just uh, um, I really like uh, what I'm hearing on him, and uh, just hopefully he can continue to progress playing, uh, you know, successfully holding up as a box defender, being a position convert. But a really good week for Henley, and um, there's some people that are really high on him because uh, his athletic profile really really suits position well with his uh, his overall ability. A um, couple of guys here to cap it off. We always like to uh, give the big guys in the trenches some love. Um, so a couple of a couple of names that. Uh, that I kept hearing throughout the week here was uh, Keanu Benton from uh, Wisconsin, defense, defense alignment, defensive tackle, and Carl Brooks um, on a Bowling Green. Um, they both had solid practice weeks, and Brooks had a had a sack in the game actually. So uh, he had a he had a nice day at the game itself. And Carl Brooks is a guy that you talked about Hollywood, um, I think, on one of our shows, right? Oh yes, love, love, love. Carl Brooks, maybe one of the most rated overlook comes out of the Mac. Um, I think it was Bowling Green. Help me. I think that's where he come from. Bowling Green. Yes. Um, if, you've, if you followed uh, me, uh, Justice and uh, Brock on the, on the Dick podcast, you've heard his name quite a bit because that's, that's where I picked up on him at. Right. Um, just doing my, Weekly waiver maneuvers, looking for players. Uh, had a couple games. I took a shot. I have one hell of it. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, that's a Mac. It's easy to dominate the Mac. And, excuse me, I always fight that 
with this response. And I think it's true, right? When you play lesser competition, there's concern. But when you dominate lesser competition, I think that validates and proves your And Crosby, who played for Eastern Michigan a few years ago, uh, he dominated there uh, in the MAC as well. He dominated, and people's like, well, he dominated the MAC. Okay. Now he's dominating, kicking ass in the NFL. So I'm not going to just discount a player because he plays in a weaker division or a weaker uh, conference or whatever. If he's dominating, then that's what you're supposed to do. You're sp- yeah. If you're that good, you're supposed to dominate that. Are you? Was it a was it a um, academic reason that you're at a lower school? Um, Sometimes know, they get you, under recruited. Yeah, did you get under recruited? Did you just want to stay closer to home? So you, I, I think this is where you really got to do your homework. Um, on some of these players because people are going to laugh. People are going to laugh and, and mock me. And if I'm wrong, I'll eat my. Say, Hey, Carl Brooks is going to be one of the top 50 players in the draft. He's going to get drafted, drafted in the top 50 picks easily. Easily. No, he's, he's a good player. And like you said, you know, smaller school, whatever, but he did what he he needed to do and he took care of business at the school he was playing at. It's like kind of like we were talking with Troy Anderson last year. Wow. Um, you know, when he went when I went back and watched Montana State games, I watched two or three games, and it's like he completely stood out. Um, you know, he was a he's a bigger linebacker and athleticism, so he stood out and he dominated the couple games I watched. And it's just like he did what he had to do, right? He, what you're expected to do at the smaller schools. And Carl Brooks, um, you know, I watched a little bit of Brooks and uh, reading up on him. And he's a bigger guy, too. He was playing edge at like 300 pounds. He's a big athletic dude with powerful hands yeah. playing playing edge. And I think, you know, they kicked him inside here some at the Senior Bowl and, and during practices and stuff. And, you know, he, he could be a problem on the interior as a three-tech, you know, and uh, be a real versatile dude. Um, yeah, Brooks is a player on the rise, small school guy. And Keanu Benton was the other guy I mentioned. You know, we're showing the big guy some love. Uh, I got to see him plenty at Wisconsin, being in Big Ten country. Uh, he's a really good player, a solid run defender. And uh, I've been reading that scouts like his his upside as a as a pass rusher as well from the inside. So it's, it's always good for us to hear for these big guys for our uh, DT required leagues, you know, if we can get a little bit of – Absolutely. A little bit of sauce in the in the in the TFL or SAC column, we'll take it. But um, yeah, a couple of guys that and Keanu, um, Keanu Benton's a name that no no clue or idea about, um, and was doing some of this big board, uh, you know, breakdowns and kind of homework stuff, and uh, he was a name that kept popping up. So. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's somebody I've got on my short list that I definitely want to go back and look. But, uh, yeah. yeah, Carl Brooks, man, I, I can't say enough good things about him. Yeah. No, it's uh, I, I agree with you, man. He had a nice week from everything I read. But that's, uh, that's all I got for the main event, man. We we covered, yeah. um, you know, our Super Bowl picks. We talked about some of your awesome articles you just did on some of these bowl games and um, some players that stood out to you. And then, you know, a little bit of senior bowl talk here, recapping the weeks and some IDP guys to keep your, keep your eyes on as we continue to go through the process here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Kyle. I'm glad you, uh, 
you looked at my articles and, and took the time to read them and, and was happy with them. Um, Did a great job. Tell buddy. us what. Thanks, man. Um, but tell them what you've been working. Uh, we've got, but let's promote you a little bit. Let's. What have you been working on? What have you been doing? Um, yeah, so I, I just uh, over at Football Guys, I just uh, re, redid my dynasty rankings. Um, you know, uh, linebacker, defensive line, DB, and then all IDP combined. Um, so after the season got done, um, we all kind of all the guys that a ranking kind of re- went through and, and did an update there. And uh, me and Joey, uh, our shout out to our, our buddy Joey the Tooth. Um, uh, me and Joey are, are going to do some rookie stuff. Uh, I got a uh, top 10 pre-combine linebacker article coming out soon. Um, it's in the in the process here. Um, just kind of profiled the guys briefly and, and ranked my, my way too early uh, top 10. That is, I think the linebacker position is going to be a pretty fluid ranking aside from maybe a few guys because uh, the group as a whole, it, it's, I mean, it, we're gonna have to like every year. It's gonna it's gonna be fluid through the pre draft process, and I think I think this year more than ever, even with some of these guys, capital is. I'm really curious to see where a lot of these guys are gonna go. Projecting them where they're gonna go is one thing. Right. But yeah, it's um, linebacker group. I'm not quite sure how how it's gonna shake out, but um, yeah. But I, I've worked on that. Uh, Joey's got I, I got the linebacker article coming out. Joey's got. Um, a defensive line article coming, then we're going to both write up the defensive backs and uh, then we're going to do a big board after the draft and put, put it all together, kind of link everything together. So um, yeah, that's, that's, that's where we, what I've been working on right now anyway. So, but a lot of fun. Awesome, man. I can't wait to read some of the stuff you got coming out. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it, buddy. I always try to promote your stuff and share it. So uh, yeah, good stuff, man. Um, Wow, seems like time's flying by. Uh, didn't know we was an hour and twenty minutes into this. Seemed like it was <laughs> only a few minutes, but time, time flies um, as, as as they say. Time flies when you're having fun, right? Yeah, and I think when you're as passionate and as excited about things as we are, especially this time of year, I've said it many times, right? Um, this is my favorite time of year: breaking down yeah. players yeah. for the draft, breaking down players for free agency. Yep. Uh, for the NFL, uh, you know, and now I'm I'm even more crazy because I'm I'm doing high school stuff, right? For incoming freshmen, yeah, IDP, yeah. your Debbie IDP stuff, camps, man. Yeah, my IDP campus to camp. Our buddy Sal listens to us, and he's kind of the motor behind this, right? He's kind of the one that's driving me. Um, I kind of always did some of the high school stuff, but it was more personal stuff, right? And I'm like, who's, who's really drafted looking at high school shit, right? And he started picking my brain, and I was kind of doing some of this on my own. And, uh, and of course, the Dick podcast with Justice and uh, uh, Brock kind of spurred this, too. I don't want to leave them out because they – you know, we're doing player – yeah, I dropped a, a top – you can catch this on idpnation.com, by the way. Um or not IDP Nate, uh, Patreon, sorry. Uh, top 25, 2023 IDP prospects. Uh, and then I dropped a top 20 for 2024. And I'm currently working on a top 20 for 2025. So you're wow. looking at 
like some sophomore players. It's been really fun. Uh, and that's just, you know, man, I get on rabbit, go down rabbit holes here, but that's <laughs> really been my whole motivation for fantasy football, right? You know, 10 years ago, 18 years ago, I knew nothing about IDB. Didn't know what the hell it was. Never heard of it. You know, I strictly played offensive only and all this shit. Uh, uh, the year it was head first in the deep end. And I was like, wow, you know, full position specific leagues, 11 IDPs, uh, you know, and I was like, now I'm like, I laugh at that because, you know, I'm an IDP daddy and now here I am recruiting sophomores out of freaking high school. Um, <laughs> it's crazy, but I feel, <laughs> deep down the rabbit hole, but I feel like I'm honestly, if you've got the time where I come in, you know, I, I kind of feel like I do some of the dirty work and the homework for you, but if you've got the time to kind of study up and, and look into this, type stuff, I think it sets you up so much better way down the road because you can see where these players are coming from, how they're doing, you know, how they're changing. Because high school players are just – that's another beast, man. Michael Parsons was a defensive end in high school. Right. 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 He, goes yep. to Penn, he goes to Penn State and they said, nah, you're a fucking linebacker. <laughs> okay. And then Dallas drafts him and they're like, oh, you're a linebacker? Well, we're going to put you at pass rush here. You know, uh, and he's like, cool. You know, I've done this a time or two back in my high school days. So it, the whole evolution of it is so crazy. Didn't mean to get on that rant or whatever, but uh, it, it's just. No, rant away. It's crazy. It's, crazy. No, it's, it's cool. And it, it's, uh, if there's not many, that might be the only place you can find that information as well. If you're looking for, <laughs> if you're looking to, to go deep down the rabbit hole, man, you do a great job on it. And uh, it's not something that's heavily covered. So, well, thanks, uh, man. I've, I've heard a lot of people say the high school IDP stuff is uh, is truly unique and niche, as they say. But I don't know. It's just, and I'm not, you know, I, I, full disclosure here. Can't watch every player. There's no freaking way, right? No way. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but from the players I watch, you know, I just make a list and and tell you what I see. Don't see, and it's, it's it's where my passion is, right? Uh, yep. Honestly, sometimes I think I could just quit watching NFL and go straight to high school and be like the next guy, right? You know, this is the guy you want. Yeah, but I'm, I'm such a degenerate; that's not going to happen. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, excellent stuff. Uh, hey, and C two C is growing, right? And C two C with. Yes. Uh, C2C formats with IDP is a blast, and it's that's and we have, stuff's tough to find. Is in our ground league, and um, I think one of the things that kind of scared a few people off is we we decided to make a monetary um, thing where most of our listener leagues are free and that's because we want people to learn and enjoy um but most of the owners or managers in this league they were okay with uh, doing a monetary 
So we had a couple leave, and hey, all I ask is you try, right? Mm-hmm. Spread the word to which people what you like, what you don't like. But we have that league full. We actually had our buddy Joey the Tooth join us. Yep. You know, he's going to be in this campus to Kent and IDP league with us. And, uh, man, I can't wait. Uh, we may look at doing another one. And we I've been getting some inquiries about another IDP Nation listener league, Kyle. So we that we may do a, a look into it and see exactly who's interested in, in the time frame. But that's definitely something I like to look down the road at is getting a third league because I love our listener leagues. They're, they're fun. They're, uh, yeah. And they're so different, right? They're the two we have are completely different from each other. Yeah. So, and I know we have some of the few, same of the some of these same managers or owners, but man, those leagues are so different. I mean, yep. it's it's crazy. Um, you got me ran. Fucking stop us again here. <laughs> hey, man, rant away. That's all I got. I'm a lot of stuff. Well, well, we got some listener questions here. <laughs> Two yes. from our buddy Sean at Sean eighty three eighty six, and he says, uh, talking about degenerates, he's asking top XFPs. Oh shit! Honestly, I don't even know right now. I've not even. As soon as the NFL season and college season ended, I've went straight into draft mode, so I've not even looked. Um, shit, damn it, Sean. Maybe uh, maybe that'll be something I'll try to take a quick look at with those seasons coming up quickly. But <laughs> I, I've got nothing right now. I don't know about you, Kyle, but i got jack shit right now. I haven't even peeked at those rosters. I think Sean's running an XFL league too, so he probably knows. <laughs> he might be able to answer this. He's probably messing with us. Yeah, I, I haven't seen the oh, rosters yeah. or, or the players. He might be a bigger degenerate than I am, and I don't even know that that's possible. <laughs> he, oh, yeah. Yeah, Sean's Sean's a baller, man. Shout out Sean. He's the man. How about his second question here? Question number two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah, hard would Hollywood be if the Titans drafted Hendon Hooker? And I'm saying well, – First, first of ahead. all, if you saw that post on Twitter – Then you <laughs> let that freaking happen. Hendon Hooker to the Tennessee Titans. I think it would be a great move. Um, I think he would pass up Malik Willis with a heart without without a doubt, with the quickness. Um, but yeah, give me some that's the trifactor, right? A Tennessee ball going to the Tennessee Titans. Hooker, bing me up. I think uh, no, I, I think Hooker be a great pick for you guys. Um, I think so. I, I I know you got the whole uh, situation to figure out with um, with Tannehill and what you're going to do there. Move on from him. What are you going to do with well, Willis? They Bob have Bob? a situation to figure out. I don't have a situation to figure because yeah. I know what I do. <laughs> no, I get that. I definitely get that. Um, so yeah, that whole situation with the, with what your quarterback room is going to look like. Uh, getting drafted Hendon Hooker would be great for you guys, and it'd be great for you personally because it'd be you know you could just buy his jersey right away. 
Oh, God, I would. Could you imagine having two jerseys with the name Hooker on the back with different numbers? Hendon <laughs> Hooker and Imani Hooker. There you go. And then, I'd and then I would have to buy a third one personalized Hollywood's Hookers because, you know, that's the name on the fancy team. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, it would be a perfect match for you, buddy. And it'd be, it makes a lot of sense, too. Here. I know, right? Did you? I, I don't know this last question. This is from your, uh, from Justice, our buddy Justice, and your. I'm not even going to acknowledge him. Okay, because I don't know. I, okay. I'm not acknowledging Roman Reigns here. Not doing it. Okay. Um, well, shout out Justice, and uh, you guys can figure that out. Yeah, and the question was, the next, who is Nick Lumbumbashi? I know I've talked about this before, but it's been a while. I don't know. And yeah, my brain ain't working right now. So you guys can figure that out. That's all the questions we got. Thank you for the questions. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us at IDP Nation um, on Twitter. Uh, reach out to us on IDPNation.com section for questions and answers articles there's a whole section for just our podcast that you can download there um so many good things there's places you can donate sponsor all that good shit all of our you know action 24 7 uh, mfl um trophy smack all that you can go uh, click on the links get the discounts there um man what a fun show man no it was it was a fun show um the only, only issue is we had technical difficulties through. Also, I, I hope, uh, I hope it wasn't. I hope it was bearable, and uh, we toughed it out. And I hope, yeah, it was, and I, I hope it wasn't too brutal to listen to. Yeah, I'm not ex exactly sure who that, whose end it was. I, I really not, um, because it seemed like at times it was me, and it seemed like at times it was you. Um, but it did seem to get better on the back side or the second half of the show uh, itself out or whatever. Um, but yeah, we apologize if there's some spots there that don't sound as clear or as good or buffered, as you know, I'm team no edit. Um, if I ever taught my former co-host Dan cook one thing, it's team no edit. Uh, and I think that was just due to the fact that he just said, Fuck it. I can't do nothing with Hollywood. And here's what we got. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. Yep. Speaking of Dano, this is episode 190, right? Yep. So we got 10 more episodes and we hit the big 200. Yep. So he, he's, he's stated that he wants to join us on that. Um, I know Joey does too, but definitely I don't know I exactly when that'll be, but. We we may try to do, and we may have to, you know, depending what our schedule is or whatever, we may have to adjust for. My thought, episode two hundred. Let's let's do a live show. Have a live circus. Hollywood live with Kyle yeah. Bellevue. 
<laughs> Dan, the original, the OGs. And, and, Dan. Dano, and, and Dano, straight up fucking OG, Dano Cook. Yep. Yeah. No, yeah. You know, he no. busted his freaking balls in a while. Yeah. He's probably happy about that. Yeah. So, no, that yeah, sounds like. Look forward to that. Ten more episodes. Yeah, when we get there, that'll be fun, man. Yeah, so I think we'll make that live, and and going live is something me and Kyle's kind of tossed about um, here last little bit. So maybe maybe we uh, episode two hundred we kick off live and we start going live every week, you know, when we can or when our schedule permits. But um, man, such a Either he's froze or I'm froze. We're both froze. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. We should probably cut it because I keep freezing. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Thank you for the listener questions. Please hit us up. Let us know what you need to do. I think we're going to do a Patreon real quick if Kyle has time. And, uh, you know, that's where we're really going to do our business because we like our Patreons. They're the best, as Shane the Worst says. They're our best. So, you know, none of these technical difficulties, none of the name calling, we're really going to help you there. Um, if you're not a Patreon, you're a loser. How about that? Shane, yeah. don't shake your head at me, Cal. Don't shake your damn head at me. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, on that, you know, I think I'm going to go get elevated. Okay. Later. Later.